right now have around 15 families cooking with us from um, Iraq, Syria, Palestine, Myanmar, uh, and Afghanistan. Uh, recently, we've just uh, tried out Pakistan as well. Hello and welcome to The Ilm. I'm Aisha Alim, and The Ilm is a podcast that celebrates knowledge. Because the more we know about people, places, issues, we're richer for it. And why is this important? How are we richer for it? Because the more information we have, we're less fearful of what's different from us. Knowledge helps us learn what makes people different and distinct, but also so much like us and the people we love. Can you believe we're already a whole season old or young? Yes, this is the 10th episode and the season finale of the first season of The Ilm. I've had so much fun putting this together. And for this episode, I've spoken to a cool woman who's doing a cool thing in the world. Meet Kim of The Picha Project. Kim is co-founder of the Malaysia-based organization that supports refugee families in Kuala Lumpur to become self-reliant by helping them build sustainable food businesses. They also organize community dining events where you can book to eat a meal with a refugee family in their home to understand their culture and share stories. Check out the Picha Project on www.pichaproject.com and that's spelt as P-I-C-H-A-P-R-O-J-E-C-T. This is episode 10 about a cool woman doing a cool thing in the world. I'm Aisha Alim. Welcome to the Elm. Hi, Kim. Thanks so much for speaking with me. If you could please introduce yourself. My name is Kim, and I'm one of the co-founders of the Picha Project. We rebuild lives of refugees in Malaysia with a sustainable food business. If uh, you could tell me a little bit about the Picha Project, please. So the Picha Project allows refugee families to cook at home. And uh, Picha will facilitate the whole ordering process, uh, the transportation, logistics, and the whole liaising with customers process. Um, and we will then arrange the food prepared by the refugee families to be delivered, whether it's in a mailbox form or whether it's in a catering form, to the corporates who has functions and trainings every day. And also anyone who wants to uh, host their small gatherings or parties can use Picha as a platform. If you could just get into the details of what really made you start this organization. Five years ago, when myself and my two other co-founders were volunteering in a refugee learning centre, um, a lot of our kids were dropping out of school. We were, we were teaching at the time and we were very worried about the situation, so we wanted to know why. And only then we found out they dropped out of school because um, the parents didn't find enough money to either send them to school or uh, they have to stay back home to take care of the family while, while the parents go out to work. So uh, we wanted them to be in school and so we started doing fundraising concerts um, 
to send the kids to school, but it wasn't very sustainable because uh, you would use very long period of time to prepare for the concert, and the money raised will not be sufficient to also send the kids to school. And so we thought something sustainable has to happen, and um, while seeing them eat and see them cook their own food, uh, we thought why not uh, sell their food to our uh, Malaysians to introduce different culture and traditional food to Malaysians, and that's where we started the whole picture project where um, the, the the families can prepare their homemade uh, dish and their authentic traditional recipe to customers in Malaysia. The picture project has been around for three years and uh, we've right now have around 15 families cooking with us from um, Iraq, Syria, Palestine, Myanmar uh, and Afghanistan. Uh, recently, we've just uh, tried out Pakistan as well. Um, and uh, we've tried to serve more than 70,000 meals to corporates all over Klang Valley uh, in Malaysia and and uh, also have gained a revenue of more than $500,000 uh, which half of them goes to the family uh, to cover their cost of ingredients and their cost of living. We and them, we want the same thing, peace, education for our kids, um, making sure the next generation can contribute to the society um, and, and making sure that they can put food on the table. So. There's actually nothing really uh, different except our beliefs. Uh, the refugees that work with us are most of them Muslims. There's nothing very different from each other, actually. What have been some of the challenges with operations at the Picture Project? So when we started, uh, it was a starting phase where the co-founders have no business background at all. Um, so it was a very challenging moment to learn about business and have that business acumen to um, make this work. Uh, so trying to learn finances, uh, human resource or uh, marketing uh, was kind of a challenge. Um, but after overcoming those challenges, then it comes to family um, uh, challenges or problems where each family behaves differently and each family have very different uh, uh, stories and how they came to Malaysia and how uh, they work with us as well. Um, language sometimes was a bit of a challenge. After overcoming those challenges, then you have the operational challenge uh, when you want to scale, how do you get more families on board? What are your future plans for the Picha project? Where do you see it in the next five years, ten years? What What are your ultimate goals for the organization? We want to reach a thousand families by twenty twenty five. Uh, if we're talking about numbers, and how we're going to do that is by re replicating our model to different communities or different cities or different uh, country. Um. Besides that, also trying to see how we can create different revenue streams because not everyone is good in cooking. Some people are good in baking. Some people are good in uh, producing condiments. Uh, so it's very, food itself is a very diverse um, culture 
Uh, there's so many things going on in food. You could do frozen food. You could do non-perishable products. You could do a cafes. You could do restaurants. It's so different. And uh, to cater to more refugee families with different abilities, we have to create different revenue streams. And uh, and how are we going to manage those? Is that we have to get more uh, people on the team, more people who are entrepreneurial, more people who are much more innovative um, to be part of the team and to see how we can tackle this uh, humanitarian crisis uh, with this sustainable solution as fast as we can. What is it that keeps you going? Why do you continue to persist with this project? I think everyone deserves an opportunity to shape their future. When we see those kids not being able to have that rights and that opportunity or that chance to shape their future or have a voice to tell people what they want to be, it was quite heartbreaking for us because we thought to ourselves that we've 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 had this privilege to go through all the levels of education and and graduate and and have the ability to shape what we want to be and how can these people don't have that opportunity just because they are either born in a different country, in a different situation, or someone strip away their rights. We want every human to have the, the basic human rights. And in Malaysia, we have not signed the 1951 UN Refugee Convention uh, with along with other uh, countries in Asia, but there are some things we still can do to try to change policy. We have a very strong belief that if we continue to innovate and if we continue to think of different alternatives and be creative when it comes to creating a solution, um, the government may see this as a valuable asset for them in the future. And also seeing uh, kids and seeing families being transformed uh, through Picha uh, it has helped us to see, wow, uh, if you really put your heads and minds into it, it can actually transform someone's life. And it's very, very empowering to us as well. It's not just to them. It, it, it's very powerful to us.